0: And LinkedIn is such a blue ocean. You can stand out very quickly amongst your peers, amongst your colleagues, and really establish yourself as an expert.
1: You're listening to the Content 10x podcast, where it's all about content repurposing. I'm Amy Woods and I'm here to help you maximise your content and find smart ways to get your message in front of more of the right people, whilst also saving time. Let's get started. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Content 10x podcast. I'm your host, Amy Woods, founder of Content 10x. And this week's episode is all about creating and sharing video content on LinkedIn and using that content as a powerful lead magnet for your business. And of course, repurposing that video content too. I have a fantastic guest, Alicia Henderson. Alicia is a video and business strategist. She helps business owners and leaders position themselves as an authority in their industry specifically through the power of linkedin she helps women entrepreneurs go from unknown to in demand by leveraging linkedin video to increase their visibility and get clients for their business she's also a podcast host and a speaker So in this episode, we talk about why LinkedIn is a good platform for creating and sharing video content, the power of video content for gaining trust, and it may not surprise you that we also talk about the repurposing potential of video content for LinkedIn. Let's jump in. Alicia, welcome to the Content 10x podcast.
0: Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. No, I'm, I'm really pleased to
1: have you on. I'm a huge fan of LinkedIn and a really big believer in the power of video content on LinkedIn. So much so actually that at Content 10X, we even have a specific video repurposing service just for video creators on LinkedIn. And that's the only kind of platform specific service that we have. So I'm so interested in having this conversation with you today. Um, let's kick things off with uh, all the social media platforms why did you decide to focus on helping female business leaders grow on LinkedIn specifically?
0: Well, I decided to use LinkedIn and really focus on LinkedIn because no one else is doing video on LinkedIn. Hmm. Everyone else is so focused on Instagram and TikTok and Reels and Facebook that there's a, a really a red ocean over there. And LinkedIn is such a blue ocean and because it's so new and they're promoting it in the algorithm, you can stand out very quickly amongst your peers, amongst your colleagues, and really establish yourself as an expert. So why not (laughs) pick the one that no one is really using? So, especially when you know on LinkedIn, that the clients, they have money. (laughs) That's another thing they have money to spend. So why not go when people have money instead of having to go on another platform where people are, they're, you know, jumping from coach to coach or service provider to service provider. They're just, you know, not taking action. They may not be as motivated to do what they need to do. So LinkedIn is where it's at because you have more of a a clientele that's willing to spend the money and they're willing to show up on video and they can stand out way easier than they could on any of the platform. So that's why I decided to choose it. And it's really easy, literally. It's the easiest thing for anyone now to show up as an expert on that platform.
1: Well, yeah, exactly. LinkedIn kind of were a bit, I guess, slower at 1st at adding all the extra mediums, weren't they? Like a bit later in adding video and then a bit later in adding live streaming and things like that. Um, so it, it makes sense that when video came onto LinkedIn if you were already a serious you know player on LinkedIn anyway to see the potential of video and decide to go all in on video if you compare say the benefits of video to other mediums on LinkedIn like you know images or um, the text only post or articles and things like that what would you say you know a, a really a key benefit of the medium of video on the platform
0: well, a key benefit is that people get to hear your, your voice. They get to see your personality. They can determine whether or not they like you and want to work with you, or if they don't, if you're at their cup of tea. And right now, everything is about being relatable and having people get that know, like, and trust factor. And it's rapid visibility. So if you can bring someone in, they can hear your voice. They can hear how you work with your clients. They can hear your storytelling. They can hear your laugh, because... I mean, literally your personality right now is a big thing with people being relatable. They wanna know that they can work with someone who's not gonna be um, just a dud for, you know, maybe a dud. They wanna work with someone who they know is, they can have a conversation with and be just on a personal level, but still be professional. So if you can stand out with video, if they can hear your voice, if they can see your mannerisms, that creates rapid visibility. And the more views that you have, the more that people can really engage with you on those videos, the more that you'll be seen in the algorithm. So the key thing here is that it's rapid visibility and that it creates expert status. I don't care if your business is starting from day one. If you can show up on video on LinkedIn, you are way more fat, like you are far ahead than anyone else in the industry right now, Way far ahead because, like I said, no one is doing it. So the key thing here is rapid visibility and creating faster, no like interest.
1: Yeah, one of the key focuses that I saw you said that you help people with is helping them create binge worthy and like really engaging videos. And I love that term binge worthy for LinkedIn videos, like creating a new you know show that people are going to look forward to um, watching. How? What are your tips for making? LinkedIn videos like binge-worthy?
0: Well, as I mentioned before, because video, you can build a no lacking and trust factor, you can add your personality in there. No one wants to see a video that does not have personality or does not have that person's, who they are in them. And so when you're creating content, you're creating content that has to do with what they're struggling with, things that they need a resolution to right away, things that they have been struggling with for years, Like for years. And so you're taking that content, you're breaking it down, and you're infusing your personality into it. That's how it becomes binge worthy. Because you you can literally have someone watch one video and then they get stuck and they start watching video after video after video. That's the binge worthy of it. So if your content is good, if you're hitting what they're talking, what they need, what they're struggling with, and you're giving them a quick bite of a solution, and then your personality is there. That's how it's binge worthy. And I've had um, clients and I personally had it where someone has saw a video of mine and then all of a sudden I'm seeing comments from a video from two years ago. And I'm wondering, wow, what happened? And then I start seeing comments on other videos from several years ago, it's because they went down the rabbit hole and it became binge-worthy for them. So binge-worthy is a combination of hitting content and creating things and solving a problem with them, giving them a quick solution, and then also infusing your personality into it.
1: Yeah, I, I completely agree with you. If you if you see people engaging on those old videos, then you absolutely know that they are going to be binging through, like you said, going through that rabbit hole. Something that interests me is that um, if you're creating content for video specific platforms, like, you know, for example, LinkedIn, um, YouTube, sorry. So people go to YouTube to watch videos or expecting videos and specific types of content do really well on that platform. And then with LinkedIn, I think maybe some people's apprehensions, especially because it is a, a business platform and, and it may be particularly more B2B type people. an apprehension is, that are their ideal clients, are the audience that they're trying to reach going to be going to LinkedIn to look at videos? And are they going to have time to watch videos? Um, I know sometimes when I speak to uh, potential clients of ours, they might say, but I, I think i my clients probably spend a few minutes a pop on LinkedIn in between breaks and things like that. So I don't think they really go there to watch videos. What would you say is therefore the ideal format and kind of duration for videos on LinkedIn?
0: Well, I definitely see, say, and I see that there are different types of videos that you can create for LinkedIn. But the best ones right now are the short form videos. So it would be a real style that you could take from Instagram if you've already created it and repurpose it on LinkedIn. Those are doing really well because it gives bite-sized information or entertainment that they can use and they can watch right away or they can listen to because some people do listen to the video while they're on the platform. So those ones are doing really well. And it helps for someone who is just starting out with video. Now, not necessarily someone who's starting off in business, but starting off with video, it helps them to get comfortable and confident on camera. So they can get something quick and it doesn't have to do it to have to be in how to tip. It could be something else. It could be behind the scenes, but it gives Like a really bite sized 30 second or 90 second video that someone can consume right away and then move on with their day. Because we do know that people are consuming a lot of stuff, even if it's on LinkedIn, you're still scrolling. So those work as well. And then a longer form video, and I would say a mini longer form video, which would be two to three minutes long. Now, those ones you can go a little bit more in depth with. They also give content a transformation and a quick call to action with a solution and those work really well especially if they have the captions with them as well because some people may put it on um, you know mute while they're working or whatnot so those work very well I wouldn't oh and then the next one which we really want to uh, talk about would be live video so the live videos are the ones where you have your community or your followers come in and you have a conversation with them. Now, those, I always recommend them being no more than 30 minutes long. Now, if you are interviewing someone, then that could be maybe close to 45 minutes to an hour, but I wouldn't have it be any longer than an hour because uh, people, are, they are, you know, busy. So this is why you always want to tell someone to watch the replay because they can come back on their own time and they can interact and they'll still engage with you on the live video. So for those, if it's an interview st- uh, style, no more than 45 minutes to an hour. And if it is a um, you know, just a regular video, no more than three minutes. Those happen to do best.
1: Yeah. I-, I was gonna ask you about live streams. So I'm really glad that you brought that up. Um, because yeah, live streams are another whole different ball game, really, aren't they? As you said, that was putting long form videos onto um onto LinkedIn. In terms of that, do you recommend treating live streams a bit like a event in a way, like doing a lot of promotion and build up to a live stream to treat them a little bit different to maybe other types of content that you create?
0: Oh yes, definitely doing more promotion. But I, um, what I always suggest is letting people know a few days ahead of time for the live stream, and then promoting it to your list, promoting it to other platforms, but definitely at least a day before. If they are used to you going live, you won't have to do so much promotion for the live video. If you tell them to ring your bell to get notifications of when you do go live, then you won't have to do so much promotion. But at least one day ahead of time to get people a full 24 hours to know that you're going to go live and at least promoting it on other platforms so that way you do have people come on now one thing I do want to really make sure people and I stress a lot here this is that if someone doesn't come on live it's definitely like it's okay like if no one joins you it's okay because they will join the replay (laughs) the replay is so important so even if you don't do as much promotion before the live video you want to do a lot of promotion after the live video so the promotion doesn't stop in the beginning and it doesn't stop at the stuff, after live video. It keeps on going after the live video. In fact, the afterwards is more important than the before because some people, they just cannot show up live. They have children, they have work, they're traveling, whatever the case is. But if they can catch that replay and you've promoted it afterwards and they see the promotion, even if they catch it two weeks later. I did a live video last week and I have people commenting this week, as of yesterday, on the live video, because they know that I go live, it's in their feed, I promoted it, and they're following me. And if you give good content, and you are hitting what they want, and you're showing your personality, they'll still come back. So the after promotion for me, in my opinion, is way more important than the before promotion.
1: Yeah, when you actually have the asset to promote, and you can lead people to it. Yeah, that completely makes sense. Because I think people do sometimes get a bit off put by the thought of nobody turning up and even just a bit embarrassing. Like if you are running a live stream and somebody comes in and sees that there's only a few people watching and then they'll say, Oh, it would just be a bit embarrassing. But the key thing is you are creating an asset. Like you said, that then goes on to become, you know, rewatched content and more content as well through any repurposing that you can do, which actually is a good lead in to the next kind of line of, I guess, like, Conversation I wanted to follow, which is around that repurposing. So, you know, it takes quite a bit of time and effort to create videos. And I know you have a LinkedIn focus, but I notice you know you also have a podcast and a YouTube channel. So, I was curious in terms of how much crossover are you doing with repurposing of your content?
0: Well, with my content, what I do is I like to take bits and pieces of the uh, video. And I'll create some type of video content from that. Or what I'll do is take bits and pieces and create a Canva image. And I'll create written content from that. With the videos that I have, I'll post those on other platforms um, and like vice versa. So I'll take a reel that I created from Instagram and I'll post it on LinkedIn and they do really well. I'll also take the videos that I create and I put those on my website and make sure that they're SEO optimized. And then I'll also take the live videos that I've done and I won't put them on YouTube or Vimeo. What I do is I take the link from LinkedIn and I post it on my website and I just create like an image and then that goes on my website and people, if they're on the website, they can click from the website to LinkedIn and that leads them back to the original content. Uh, But just because I feel that having a recorded live video on YouTube doesn't do well for the quality, Um, especially if you're having a conversation and um, live video is a conversation. So even if you there's no one on your live video, you still talk as if there are a million people on your live video. So if you're having a conversation, you're asking them questions and you're talking to someone, it doesn't sound good or look good when it's on YouTube or Vimeo. So I take those and I just put them on my website and I make it really simple. Um, when I provide strategy for my clients, I want it to be simple because I know it's already overwhelming to create video. <laughs> so why should the production part and the promotion part and all the things be so complicated and complex? We don't want that. So it's really simple, just you know, either repurposing on for Instagram or Facebook or taking a clip out of it, creating a Canva graphic. I'm all about repurposing any gem you can find out of a piece of video, create, take it and, you know, create something where it extends the life of the video. And then having that campographic lead back to that live video or videos for me is it's, you know, the chef's kiss.
1: Yeah. Do you, with the, um, the live streams that you do, um, do you repurpose your live streams into the podcast episodes? Is that the audio as your podcast?
0: Yes, so I have done it in the past and I let people know before with the podcast that this is a live video. So you're gonna have hear me asking questions and I'm reading people's questions. So don't be alarmed, but I do, you know, let them know that it is a live video and that works. And some people they want to go back and watch the live video. They'll say, Hey, can I have a link to that? And so I'll, you know, include that in the show notes as well.
1: Yeah, it's really good. Like that's the Advice we always give our um, clients if we're doing live stream repurposing, we'll say exactly that. We'll say, you know, record a separate intro, introducing it, explaining, you know, what it is, why there may be certain points that don't make sense unless you have the context that this is coming from a live video. Or we can do heavy editing and, you know, really edit things out to make it a bit more of an audio friendly piece of content. But I think as long as you let people know at the start, people are quite used to that. So um, it's really good to hear you do that. Hey, just a little break from this week's episode to let you know about becoming a content 10x insider. If you want more content repurposing tips and advice, then why not join hundreds of business owners, marketers, and content creators who get them delivered straight to their inbox once a week by subscribing to the content 10x newsletter. As well as tips and advice, you get industry updates, inspiring stories, exclusive content offers, and more. You can subscribe at content10x.com forward slash newsletter, and there's a link in the show. Go notes too. Okay, back to this week's episode. What about um, like uh, articles, like the 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 video content that you create becoming um like blog posts or articles? Is that something that you do or not really part of your content
0: approach? For me, it's it's a no because I feel like that's more you're complicating the process. And now you have to transcribe and do all those things. And most people who are doing video, they don't want to write a blog. They don't want to do an article. They don't want to do a newsletter. I am one of those people. So we're not going to go do that. (laughs) I mean, you could transcribe the video if you wanted to, but it would make more sense to have captions and then just have someone clean the captions up if you're going to go that route. So I don't personally do it for myself and I don't recommend it for my clients to do because now it's just, you know, adding more to the process that we don't want to have. We want to make this simple and easy.
1: Yeah. As long as it's, it's working, keep it simple, keep it effective, keep it working. Um, I know that you work um, specifically with um, female entrepreneurs, helping them to find their voice and grow their brand through video on LinkedIn. Um, what kind of apprehensions do you have to help your clients get over when perhaps they have never been creating video like the biggest challenges they perhaps perceive
0: I think that some majority of them really are mindset um there is a lot of mindset and a lot of excuses that we're creating for ourselves so it's certainly very interesting because I was creating content yesterday um for social media and that is one of the graphics that I was creating and I get a lot of um I don't have any camera confidence. I've never been on camera before. A lot of people see others on video and they think that this person has had 20 years of stage television, uh, you know, acting experience when the person just got on, you know, put hit record and just started recording themselves talking. (laughs) They think you have to have 20 years of experience and that's absolutely false. I don't have 20 years of experience. I have no television experience whatsoever. But what I do know is I don't like to write blogs and I don't like to write, write any type of posts. So if, and I speak better while I communicate best by speaking. So that's why I chose video. So that's one of the excuses that they have no experience and they feel like they have to have 20 years of experience, but you don't. So That's one of the um, objections. The next one is they don't like the way they look. It's, I, they have a lot of gray hair they're overweight, they are not pretty enough, they um, have acne on their face, they don't know how to do their makeup, all the things. When I'm like, listen lady, just put on a headband, just use some mascara and put Vaseline on your lips. Uh, you know, there's foundation if you really need to, there's YouTube videos that could help you do your makeup, Um, you know, just put on a nice blouse, nobody's looking at the bottom unless you feel like standing, there's all these things, so anytime someone's coming to me with an objection, I'm coming with a solution, because I don't want to hear it, because I've heard (laughs) it all at this point, Mm -hmm. so that's another one, Um, another one would be, you know, my family and my friends, they're going to say something about my videos, they're going to say something negative, so they're already in their mind, they, they know their family is gonna say it or they're just anticipating or they're projecting that negativity, but we don't know if they're gonna say you know, something negative. And what if they do? They're not your ideal client. No one cares what they have to say because they're not paying your bills. You have to pay your bills and make money. So if they want to say something negative, just let them, ignore them. What you can do is you can keep creating the videos, keep showing up because you're showing up for your audience. You're not showing up for your friends and family. So that's another one. And they don't know what tools to use. (laughs) They They think you have to have a fancy camera. And I'm like, do you understand? And I just told my mastermind this last month. You guys understand that I use my iPhone to record videos a lot. I use my iPhone. I don't, I even though I have a camera. I don't use the camera a lot because I barely know how to use it. (laughs) So it takes me longer. It really takes me longer to just use a camera when I could just break out my phone, get a camera stand and get to talking, you know? So that's another one. It's the tools. Um, And it's, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to say. That's another objection. So really all those things are excuses, whether I see it. We're putting these roadblocks in our way and really all of those have solutions. And it's my job to help them say, like give them the solution. And then it's like, oh, I understand. I can do it now. So now you make the decision of, do you still want to make these excuses and not show up on video when you know you need to? Or do you want to just take a leap of faith and implement and see where this goes for you? Because I guarantee you, somebody is going to book you off your videos one day. Yeah,
1: yeah. How do you help to ensure that the content that your clients create is you know the right kind of strategic like decisions for the topics that will lead to you know sales, et cetera. So it's not just creating content for content's sake, but there's a really thought-through strategy as to the messaging and what the content is and things like that. How do you go through that process?
0: Well, we do a deep dive in the research as to what these clients and what, what my client saw for their client. Like what is their solution and what is it that they're struggling, their clients are struggling with? And then we take what we'd call content pillars. And we're going to talk about the same three to five topics in different ways. And I always suggest before you sit down to create any type of content, do a brainstorm and not just a brainstorm, ask questions. So this way, you know that you're never going to run out of content. So even if you have like your three, To five content pillars and you have three ideas for each content pillar, you can still go back and ask your ideal client or your audience, hey, are you still struggling with this? Or is there a new struggle? And even going back and talking about the same topic in a different way from a different point of view. You could talk about a myth. You could talk about a how-to. You could talk about, you know, your own personal experience if you struggled with that. So it just all depends on uh, what those content pillars are, how much they've worked with their ideal clients and gathering things. So what I do is I like to ask them questions before we work together to make sure that they they understand their ideal client as well. Because if they're not understanding what their ideal client is struggling with, what their needs are, I can't really help them and make sure that it's strategic content. Because like every video that you're doing is a strategy behind it. We're not just you know, recording videos for the sake and the purpose of recording a video to say that we use video as a marketing strategy. We want it to be strategic. So that way, whatever we ask them to do at the end of the video, that they're going to do it or take action, whether it's you want them to book a call with you, or you just want them to take action and implement that into their lives. So we do that deep dive. We make sure that we understand their ideal client and understand them. And then we create the content from there
1: yeah it makes sense you, you, you need to have that approach don't you because I think a mistake people sometimes make when they finally you know get around to doing videos is that it's then quite unstructured and um doesn't completely align with even their products or services and things like that talking a bit more about what they want to talk about versus what mm-hmm. they should be talking about <laughs> yes um, which is which is uh, I guess you know on the other hand on on the other hand if it's a way to get confident i am um, when i first started creating videos for social media i was in this um like group where we did this 90 day video challenge so every single day for 90 days we had to post a video but it wasn't it didn't have to be public it could just be in the private um facebook group that we had some people were posting publicly as well but a lot of people just did the video, posted it in the private group. But the whole idea was every day for 90 days, you've got to do a video. Um, and it could be on anything from just what, you're, what you've are what you done that day um, or something you've learned or something to a tip or advice or something like that. And um, I think it was really good for me because I, I'm not saying I'm in any way brilliant on camera at the moment, but just doing something every day for 90 days. If you saw the first videos, if you watched the first five and the last five, um, the way that I was more able to just hold the camera with ease and just look at the lens properly and, you know, speak better and just just felt more natural and more confident. Um, and I don't think I was posting those publicly. I think they were just into that private group. But I always look back and remember that and think um, a lot of these things, it does just come down to practice, doesn't it, as well? Mm-hmm. I'm sure that's a key thing that you're emphasizing with your clients that you actually do just have to get started and you have to accept that um, and hope that you'll look back and think the early videos weren't amazing because you you've got to get better and you've got to improve but you you'll never get better if you never get started
0: absolutely (laughs) (laughs) absolutely progress over perfection
1: yeah exactly but I I get all the apprehensions you said, including the ones where people are worried about what others, that other people that know them would think of them and stuff. I, I, I do get that. And like you said, it's a big mindset thing. You can overcome the gear and the tech issues, can't you? And all of that. But mindset is something that probably needs a bit more uh, care <laughs> to try mm-hmm. and get people to, to get over. <laughs> um, In terms of um, just kind of, I guess, like a top tip. So for anybody listening now who has been quite inspired by this and has been thinking, actually, I know that if I started creating videos on LinkedIn, just like Alicia said, like somebody would respond and I would get new client, maybe more, two, three, four, and it could become a good strategy for me. But they are just wanting to, you know, make that, I guess, that one step. What is like one key getting started? takeaway that you would offer to somebody who's thinking right I'm going to make this next step
0: the one key I would say oh there's so many uh, (laughs) the one key I would say is to relax relax and not overthink it when you just come up with your content your topic what you want to talk about if you just lay it out for yourself and take your time it's going to be awesome it's going to work out and to remember that as you said Amy just doing one, turns into two, turns into three videos. and the more that you do them consistently, the easier they will become for you and you'll be getting more confident on camera. So to just relax and trust the process and you know you'll be amazed at what you can do if you just go for it.
1: Exactly relax and just go for it <laughs> i love it <laughs> so um, where would you like people to go to connect with you find out more about what you do and um, what would be the best action for people to take now if they've really enjoyed this conversation and want to find out
0: more uh you can um, reach out to me and connect with me on linkedin uh, just <laughs> go to alicia <laughs> just go to alicia henderson just look me up you'll see me there and connect with me you can send me um a Direct message and let me know what you thought of this episode. If you have some questions, let me know. We can discuss it in the uh, private message. And if you want more information on working with me, you can head on over to aliciahenderson.biz and uh, take a look and see which uh, service would be best for you.
1: Thank you. Well, it's been a fantastic conversation, um, really useful. As I said at the start, I'm a, a huge fan of creating video content on um, LinkedIn. I think it can be really powerful. And just as you said, not, not enough people are doing it, which is a good thing for anybody who is, because it helps you to stand out. And you always have that asset that can become so much more as well. So it's not just the video on LinkedIn, but it's everything that the video can become as well. So, um, yes. so thank you so much, Alicia. It's been such an awesome conversation. So thanks so much for coming on the Content 10X podcast
0: thanks for having me amy
1: okay so i hope you enjoyed that discussion and thank you so much for tuning in if you enjoy the content 10x podcast then why not hit that subscribe button on your podcast listening app of choice so that you can get updated when new episodes are released. And I'd really, really appreciate it if you could leave a review as well. That really makes a difference for the podcast. Also, please do get a copy of my book, Content 10X. More content, less time, maximum results. It is the ultimate guide to repurposing every type of content. And it's available on Amazon, in Kindle and paperback, and also in audiobook as well. And you can head to content10x.com forward slash book to find all the other places that you can get a copy of my book. And if you would like us to do your content repurposing for you, then we offer a fully end-to-end done-for-you content repurposing service. This is for podcasters and video content creators. We have our podcast 10x, video 10x, and also our specific LinkedIn 10x service, helping you to become the leading authority in your industry on LinkedIn. You can find out so much more about our services on our website. And also please do give me a follow on the social media platforms. I share lots and lots of tips and advice on social media about content repurposing. I'm at content10x on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. And if you try content10x.com forward slash LinkedIn, you'll find my LinkedIn profile over there as well. All that's left to say is thank you so much for listening to this week's episode and I'll catch you in the next one.